재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And from Choyongpil to the distant past in the annals of Korean medicine, this is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Time now for another edition of Health Mirror, in which we explore some of the classic principles of tradition, traditional health. And uh, if you ever play trivia games or pub trivia or whatever, you'll uh, come across the question. What is the largest organ in the human body? And um, the answer is your skin. Uh, so we're going to explore what can go wrong with the skin and what Korean medicine has to say about it with Eun-gyung Yoon. She is with the Kyung-hee University Department of Korean Medical Classics. Hi, Eun-gyung. Hi, good morning. Great to see you once again. Good to see you too. So the skin is, um, it is an organ. People don't think of it as an organ, right? Um, does Korean medicine obviously thinks of it as an organ just the way a lung or a kidney or whatever else might be considered an organ? Well, it's more of a network or a system. Okay. So it's connected to some of the organs. Fair enough. And it's a barometer for what's going on with the organs. It's like an early warning system. Right. You see something on the skin, aha, maybe something's wrong with your liver. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I've learned that by now yeah. with these, um, these segments that we've done. So uh, just give me the basic 411. How does a Korean medical doctor view the skin in general? Well, the skin is the most outermost layer, mm-hmm. so it is the access point of outer pathogenic qi. For example, you, when you catch a cold, it'll initially enter your body through your skin. Mm. And like you mentioned, the skin reflects the conditions of your internal organs, and it depends on which part of your skin is showing such symptoms. I'm fascinated to hear you use that expression, pathogenic qi. I always thought qi, from what I've heard so far, is just a, it's, it's value neutral. You have a lot of it or you have a little bit of it, mm-hmm. um, but qualitatively, it's neither bad nor good. No. That's wrong, you're saying? Oh, it, or, or, it's neither good nor bad. It's neither good nor bad. But you said pathogenic qi, mm-hmm. which adds this very negative right. adjective, pathogenic, to the word qi. Right. Um, so do we view viruses, for example, as pathogenic chi yes it can be categorized as pathogenic chi okay all right so occasionally chi is not more chi is not always a good thing no okay skin path you know skin troubles i'm trying Mm -hmm. to use sophisticated words and i shouldn't (laughs) skin troubles come because of what uh i assume since we're talking about the summer you have an excess of chi right Mm -hmm. well skin troubles come from multiple things Mm. But in the summertime especially, it comes from heat and dampness and how your body is drained from all the heat. Yes. And as I learned from talking to you, I think it was last week or the week before, dampness is not as simple a term as we might use it in a Western sense. Dampness, of course, means humidity and dampness on the surface of the skin. But you're talking about the internal organs can be categorized as damp sometimes. Right. Uh, and, and, And that does not just mean simply wet. You know, it means it's a concept. It's a metaphor. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a stagnation Mm. when things are not operating as they should. Mm -hmm. Um, something accumulates and it turns into dampness, which causes a lot of problems in your body. 
Okay. So the main symptom that turns up on the skin is, would be, of course, you know, rashes, mm-hmm. redness, itching, welts, things mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, and so your, is that your main complaint is rashes? I've experienced some rashes during this summertime. Yeah. Well, not even you personally, your patients and your, yes. your, your clinical studies. Yes. Um, and uh, so the, the, that's because people are fill in the blank. What are the causes? Well, I think in the summertime, people are mostly experiencing itchiness and mm-hmm. heat that result in rashes. And most of the time, it's because their body is not handling the heat very well. Okay. So the heat shows up as certain skin troubles. And you have to control that heat wisely for the skin troubles to not appear. But most of the time, we're used to just cooling off the immediate heat eating cold foods, going to air-conditioned rooms, Mm -hmm. and that accumulates and it shows up in your skin. So, although it feels good in the moment, you know, splashing yourself with cold water or eating that bowl of ice bingsu, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a it, it's kind of a band-aid cure, but it's not right. necessarily the deeper cure, right? Exactly. Should in general these skin problems, redness, rashes, excessive fire, I guess you would call it, right? Yes. Excessive fire in an elemental kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, should those be treated externally or with internal means? Should I be switching up the diet or should I be doing something externally on the skin? That's a really good question because it. the answer is it depends on what kind of skin troubles you're showing and okay. what kind of constitution the patient has. All right. For some people, you have to get rid of the excessive heat immediately. But for some people, if you do that, the skin troubles would aggravate because your body is already depleted and it can't really handle the cooling. I would imagine it would depend wildly, depending on the age of the subject. Uh, if it's a little kid with a skin disease or a mm-hmm. skin problem, then the uh, and if it's an older person in their seventies, you're certainly going to take different approaches, right? right? Because their internal level of chi is going to be different. Right. So, what's the most common way to uh, confront these problems? I guess the most common way is to. Wash yourself with certain types of water that okay. is effective in clearing out the heat. Is that a question of boiling herbs in water and then using that water? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what kind of stuff would you would you want to infuse the water with? Well, in Tongibogam, the most suggested type of herb mm-hmm. to be boiled in water is Artemisia. That's that's the name of an herb? Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds to me like the, the origin of uh, <laughs> spring water. My water is from Artemisia, you know, but it's really an herb. Right. What's it look like? Is it leafy? Is it root? I've only seen like the dried up versions. Uh-huh. I don't know what it exactly looks like, but it's an herb that is known to be very effective in clearing out both internal and external heat. Oh, wow. So you could treat your skin problem externally with it and mm-hmm. conceivably also consume it as like a, uh, a medicine or right. a broth. Right. It's often used to clear out internal heat. Cool. What's the, what's the Korean word for atomizia? Tonghu. Tonghu. Yes. All right. Uh, very interesting. I'm learning something new all the time in this, in this thing. So uh, brew up the Tonghu. Is that appropriate for all ages? Could you treat your infant with a rash with artemisia water? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. I mean, as long as you control the amount of Artemisia you mm-hmm. put in the water mm-hmm. and you can dilute it all the time with 
water so that it doesn't become too strong if your baby is, for example, experiencing some rashes. Because mm-hmm. baby skins tend to be more weak and softer. Mm. But most of the time, the brewed water is not as strong as the actual herbs. So I think it's safe. I would think some of the really ordinary, mundane skin symptoms that we uh, experience all year, uh, acne, mm-hmm. uh, dandruff, basic problems like that can be worsened by summer heat because you're you're sweating more. I would imagine your pores get clogged, right, to that right. kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. So part of it's just managing your temperature in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, as so much of Korean medicine seems to advise, stay away from the extremes. Mm-hmm. You know, don't uh, sit in an air-conditioned room all day, nor should you be overheating yourself, you know, in the blazing sun mm-hmm. all day, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do we have any uh, sort of historical kind of precedence as we usually look for something in the annals of royal history just to uh, get our uh, lessons from uh, Korean medicine? Well, in history, a lot of kings suffered from skin troubles. And because today's topic is summer skin troubles, mm-hmm. um, I thought it would be interesting to look at itchiness or red rashes. And one of the more f- famous kings, King Jongjo, was known to have suffered from itchiness and a lot of heat symptoms. Okay. And, um, yeah, he had a lot of um, heat stagnation, which came from stress as well, because he had to take care of a lot of things. He had a large number of government officials that were against him. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I hear this. Every single week when we do, when we pull a file from history, the kings of Korea's past apparently were under tremendous amount of stresses. And yes. those stresses produced a lot of physical problems. Mm-hmm. You would think it would be fun to be king. But in, in ancient Korea, you had so many enemies, sometimes within your own family, right. that you stressed out. 24-7. Yeah. And these guys had everything from insomnia to stomach problems, and in this case, uh, skin problems. It's um, t- To what extent can skin problems, be, are, are skin problems stress-related? Psychosomatic, if you will. Um, I think it's hard to draw the exact line. Mm. But more and more studies are saying that skin troubles are closely related to emotional stress. Yeah. I would think so. The skin really does register that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I've seen uh, people break out in a sudden rash or sudden, you know, as if they're a teenager because they're they're breaking out in pimples on their face because they're so stressed out about this new job or this Mm -hmm. new move to somewhere else. Uh, And it's it's really a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. For somebody going through that sort of, is there a medicinal cure to that kind of stress-related skin problem? Or is it simply a matter of, hey, go meditate or sit in a forest or that kind of thing? Well, skin troubles that are really closely related to emotional stress are the most difficult to cure because mm-hmm. most of the time the situation that brings on stress is not easily it's not changeable, changing right? that child is not going away and right. the hagwan fees are not going away so you've yeah. got to manage the life better a little bit mm-hmm. well if a patient comes in with skin troubles and the patient is obviously suffering from emotional stress uh-huh. i guess the most immediate way is to prescribe some formulas that will ease their body condition so that they can better cope with the stress. But in the long term, I think it's up to the person to change some parts of their life Mm -hmm. so that they can manage stress better or they can reduce the stress. Look at the underlying causes, and in the interim, there's always Artemisia water, right? Right. (laughs) All right, Ungyong, thank you very much for this edition of Health Mirror, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. And Koreascape returns right after this.